morning traders welcome to today's outlier live where we cover the biggest headlines today and what the ai trading data has to say about it and our first top story of the day is consumers are starting to fight back on this ever-present never-ending inflation and trying to buy a house these days well you can blame the boomers apparently it's their fault or at least that's what this news article is saying it's their fault that you can't buy a house all that and more on today's outlier live pennsylvania food suppliers are warning americans that are getting squeezed by inflation that they're becoming resistant to higher prices We've all been resistant to higher prices. Like who who wasn't resistant to higher prices? Who went to the grocery store and said, "Oh yeah, freaking sweet. I can't wait to buy less with the same amount of money." We're all resistant to higher prices. Where is this even coming from? Uh it says that P- Pennsylvania saw the highest grocery store inflation in 2023. Now, I read this story and I highlighted my favorite parts of this. But there are some conflicts i'm gonna let you know as i'm reading through this like it it got a little bit more conflicted and conflicted as i went through however i think there are some really key points that we need to take away from this right uh the keystone state saw inflation dip saw inflation last year dig deeper into residents wallets more than any other state the one philly-based food supplier is warning that the fight may not be over just yet well no no crap it's not over just yet we're just getting started right pennsylvania saw the highest grocery inflation at, at any state at 8.2 percent increase year over year now listen i'm sure you and i have bought groceries that are similar to each other i have a family of four and i can tell you my cost it was 279 for groceries last week um and I $300 basically for a week of groceries for my family of four. And I, I know that that number was in the 100s, not all that long ago. And now it's pushing close to 300. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy just how expensive groceries have gotten. Uh, Consumer Affairs also stated that a family of four of Colorado who would have spent an average of $750 a month on groceries, paid $21 more last year, while the same family in Pennsylvania forked up $61 more, right? So $750 per month in groceries, they paid $21 more in Colorado and $61 more in uh, Pennsylvania. So what is the math on that? So $21.75 divided by $750, about, about 3%. $61.50 divided by $750 is 8.2%. Okay, there you go. That's that 8.2% we're talking about there. I mean, yeah, that's quite a bit more. But let's keep on going here. The typical U.S. household needed to pay $213 more in January. See, this is where I said that it started to get conflicting. So we talked about uh, $21, $61, yet the average household pays $213 more a month according to the same goods and services. So I, I I lean more on this number. At least that's been my experience. I don't know where the $21 is coming from, but I, I definitely lean more on that $213 a month. Americans are now paying $605 more each month. Wait a minute. Okay, so that's what I'm saying here. We went from 21 to 61 to 213, and now it says compared to $605 more. Okay, granted. The point is we're paying all a crap ton more money. Yeah, I that's where I'm going with that, right? We're all paying significantly more for groceries these days, and that is without a doubt. You can't tell me otherwise, right? But here's where it gets a little bit hilarious. 
Earlier this month, President Joe Biden took aim at grocery stores, blaming them for ripping people off with high prices and continuing inflation to blame. All right. Joe Biden saying that it's the grocery stores who have turned into Scrooge McDuck swimming through their gold coins, saying that the grocery stores are the problem is the most childish, asinine, uninformed, and just outright stupid idea of what is actually happening. Do you really think that Manager Joe over at the uh, the Kroger, Manager Sally at the Albertsons, or the Food Lion, or whatever else is near you, it's like, oh, here's our chance. I'm going to be driving a gold-plated Rolls Royce because all of these fools are just going to continue to buy everything I put out. No matter what, no matter how expensive it gets, I'm just going to take these people to the bank. Does he really think that that is the case? I, I, I'm flabbergasted that it could actually be construed that it's the grocery store managers who are the real culprits here. Overall inflation under Biden up 18%. This is cumulative. This is what they don't want you to know. Th- these are the numbers that when you look at them, this is when your mind actually says, wait a minute, something is so broken here. Wait a minute. I knew I wasn't crazy. Wait a minute. When the government said that prices are coming down, yet I'm still paying a crap ton more for everything. I knew I wasn't crazy. Energy up 32%. Electricity up 27%. Food up 20%. Shelter up 20%. Inflation is coming down. It's now lower in America than any other major economy in the world. And that may be true. Right? The rate of inflation may be coming down. The cost of eggs, milk, chicken, gas, and and, uh, so many other essentials have come down. This is where my brain breaks. This is where I look at somebody like Joe Biden, somebody like the Democrats, and I say, you're lying to us. You're point blank gaslighting us because this is not true. The average inflation, 17.9% cumulative, okay? Prices have not come down. The rate of inflation has come down, okay? Let's let's uh let's just do some story time with Chris, okay? Let's do some story time with Chris. Let's do a blank sheet of paper here. Story time with Chris. Right. Here's your inflation numbers, right? You've got, you know, 2%, 3%, whatever over time. And then periodic inflation can has spiked up and now it's come back down, right? Periodic inflation looks something like this, where this was that 9% growth that we saw. And yes, it's come back down. Now it's at like 3.4%, I believe, is what I saw last. But here's the thing. If this is zero, at no point in time has it gone below zero. That means at no point in time did prices come down. The cost of eggs, milk, chicken, gas, and so many other essentials have not come down. They have not come down. They are just rising 
at a slower pace. They're still going up, but they're not going up as fast as they were last year. Right. In fact, let's take a look at real inflation real quick. CPI inflation calculator, a hundred bucks in 2019. You know, your groceries were a hundred bucks in 2019. Now it's $122. Inflation chart since 2020. We should see a chart. I should have had the chart ready ahead of time. My bad for that. Here, oh, <laughs> look at that. Almost exactly like I drew it just a moment ago. The monthly inflation rate, the red line, never went under zero. Zero being down here. And you saw just how high it spiked, and now it's come back down. Prices have not come down. The percentage change is still going up. Your month over month cost is still going up, but it's not going up as fast as it was a year ago. So the politicians are lying to you. For all that we've done to bring prices down, there's still too many corporations in America ripping people off. That's what the president said. Price gouging, junk fees, greedflation, greedflation, and shrinkflation. No, dude, it was your policies that you put in place. And to gaslight Amer- where is this? This is a giant ad. And to gaslight Americans into saying we brought prices down is lying. You've not brought prices down. Not at all. The percent change month over month has slowed down. But there's but the percent change month over month is still a positive number, meaning prices are still going up. Things still cost more. But that change on a month-to-month basis is not as high as it was a year ago. Don't let them lie to you like this. Now, I think that we have actually hit the inflection point. I think, and I've been talking to lots of smart people about this, I think we are actually starting to see uh, the disinflation occur. Uh, and, And it's going to be consumer led. It's going to be consumer led, meaning that people are just going to hit the wall. All excess savings since COVID started are gone, right? All of that excess savings is gone. The amount of credit card debt is hitting record highs. So your your credit lines are being all the way tapped out, basically. So you have no no more savings. You have no more credit cards. What's left? What's left is people cutting back and saying, okay, I'm going to have to cut back. I can't live the same lifestyle that I did the last few years because I can't afford it anymore. And that is exactly what we need to see when people stop trying to live that, right? Instead of buying name brand, they start buying great value, right? McDonald's is the biggest indicator for this to me because McDonald's has even said that their core customer cannot afford their menu anymore. Their core low-income customer who relied on going to McDonald's every day to eat for two or three bucks at a meal, now it's eight to ten dollars at a meal, and they said, I'm just gonna go somewhere else. We as consumers, we do have the power to make this change. And it's not greedy managers at your local supermarket, but it is all these circumstances worked together. And don't let the politicians try and trick you into thinking prices have come down yet because they haven't but i think we are in the precipice of that starting to happen 
So let's take a look at the S&P 500, right? Whenever I think of the economy, I always think of the S&P 500. And we actually got a sell signal back on yesterday, in fact, February 20th. We got a sell signal on February 20th. And following these signals, you could have seen a 114.13% return, historically speaking, using these AI signals here from Outlier. So if you want to get your hands on these incredible signals like this one here on the S&P 500, be sure to head to outlierdeal.com. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R deal.com so that you can see exactly how this works and get your hands on Outlier for one really incredible lifetime deal, which is about to expire very soon. And you don't want to miss out on that while you can. Let's take a look at what the internet's saying about this, right? What food are you not buying anymore because of inflation? Let's take a look here. This person says, I'm not buying fillets. He's not buying frozen pizzas. We had frozen pizza last night at dinner at my house. On busy nights, frozen pizza was a great dinner, great quick dinner for the kiddos. Not only are they overpriced, they're much smaller. So, of course, I need to cook more of them. At that rate, I might as well go to the local pizzeria and get a real pizza. I've stopped going to fast food restaurants, both for the reason of 200% price increases and for what's been shown in videos, uh, shown in the videos, what they're doing to their food. Yeah, exactly. We have the power. And it is now our, our time as consumers to really show that we we can make choices and we can show these corporations like Joe Biden would say that we're not going to buy their stuff and that they have to lower the prices in order to keep our dollars. Hey, if you want to buy a house, I feel bad for you, son, because baby boomers got all of them, right? I was trying to make that like I got 99 problems, but buying a house ain't one reference i i did a really poor job at that that's for sure you can blame the baby boomers older americans are aging in place fueling a nationwide housing shortage i don't really think that's the case now granted are they staying in place sure is there a housing shortage uh, maybe but i think the real shortage is housing affordability right because like like my neighborhood here we're talking million dollar homes. They were not million dollar homes when I bought this. And I couldn't buy my home today if I wanted to, because the price has gone up and interest rates have gone up so much that like it'd be an $8,000 a month mortgage for me. And I'm looking at this like, yeah, okay. I, I agree that people are staying in their homes, which would make sense because like, I'm not going to go out and buy a new home right now and I've locked in three and five eighths percent interest on this and it's gone up so much in value that to get an equivalent home right now I couldn't afford so I think the problem is more housing affordability than housing availability right because there'd be lots of houses that were available right now if they were more affordable older Americans may be to blame though according to a new report Findings published by Redfin show baby boomers who are currently between 57 and 75 are aging in place, fueling a nationwide inventory shortage and rising home prices. The typical homeowner spent close to 12 years in their home in 2023, nearly double the average seen two decades ago. That's pretty interesting, right? So 12 years is the average time that somebody stays in their home in 2023. So I guess they were staying in their home for five to six years. Uh, 20 years ago. So 
that also has a lot to do with the fact that the houses have gotten so much less affordable. And what they're, I guess they're trying to say here is that the turnover rate on houses is making it, it is, is slower, therefore making it more difficult if you are in the market to buy a home. Previously, older generations would move into smaller homes once they retired, which freed up inventory for younger families and first-time buyers. So you're saying that the first-time buyers and younger families would not be looking for those smaller homes? I I disagree with that completely, right? I think everybody would be fighting for those same homes. However, while boomers are reaching retirement age, they're choosing to stay put and therefore not freeing up the existing home supply. Older Americans are hanging on their homes largely for financial incentives. More than half of boomers own their homes with no outstanding mortgage. And those paying mortgage have a much lower rate than they would if they sold and bought a new home today, which is around 7%, which is what I'm saying here, right? Lack of homes for sale and high housing costs contribute to people staying in their homes longer. People staying in their homes longer contributes to a lack of inventory and pushes prices higher. Long homeowner tenure, particularly among baby boomers, is an obstacle for first-time buyers trying to break into the market. I don't know. This article just irritates me because it's it's people complaining that other people own a home. I don't know what to tell you, right? I'm not looking to get out of my home because I have an incredible home at an incredible rate, and it's very affordable to me these days. For all of those reasons, I wouldn't be looking to move. And long homeowner tenure, among baby baby boomers specifically, is an obstacle for first-time buyers trying to break into the market. I don't think it's the inventory that's the problem. It's the affordability, right? When I see uh, rent on some apartments that cost as much as my mortgage does, I look at them and I think, how are you ever going to save enough for a down payment? If you're totally chill with paying $3,000 a month in, in rent, how are you ever going to save for a down payment? I saw something that said, uh, we, we covered this a couple weeks ago, that millennials and Gen Z, I guess it was more Gen Z, have decided that they're never going to own a home anyway, so F that noise. I'm just going to rent cool-ass apartments. And so they're spending between... You know, two to three thousand dollars a month on cool apartments, building no equity, watch watching that money just evaporate every month. And then they complain when they do want to buy a house that oh, it's all the boomers' fault. We didn't save enough money because we've been buying these uh apartments or we've been renting these apartments. We didn't save any money, so it's the boomers' fault. They should have sold us their home at a cheap price. Yeah, I don't know. But one thing I did see is that the available home supply remains down 34% since before COVID, which I was surprised by. Available home supply down nearly a third or over a third since before COVID started, which means that there really is not a lot of availability out there. And I guess that that is what the article is trying to say here, right? But it's all the boomers' fault. So let's take a look at uh, home builder, DHI, DR Horton. Right, DR Horton is a, a family home builder. Why don't you go follow them? Maybe they got a home that's available for you right now that you could move into. But you probably won't because you probably didn't save uh, for a down payment. And you definitely don't want to be able to put on a mortgage at 7% uh, when I've got my mortgage at less than half of that. And um, 
the the price of the home has you know doubled when you could have bought it a few years ago. But you could be looking at DHI. DHI, DR Horton, got a sell signal on January 4th. So they may be exiting the market as well if you're an investor in DR Horton. But to tell you what, during the meantime, if you had been following these buy and sell signals, you could have seen a 171.24% return, which is pretty outstanding. So be sure to head to outlierdeal.com. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R deal.com to get your hands on these outstanding returns like this one right here for DR Horton. Let's take a look at what ABC News has to say about this. When it comes to housing, we're witnessing a shortage of supply while demand is ramping from a huge lift in population fueled by incredibly generous tax breaks. It doesn't bode well for affordability. Generous tax breaks or the demand coming in the form of unprecedented mass migration. 600,000 people migrating to a nation of only 25 to 30 mil in a single year seems outlandishly over the top to me. Lift in population doesn't really do it justice. Try artificially induced record mass immigration never before seen. Makes for a perfect storm, some might say. Let's see if there's any more replies. Ah, this person says the main cause for housing crisis has been government-engineered hyper-demand for housing. Very interesting. So be sure to click one of these two videos to watch more of Outlier Live. And thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And I'll see you on the next one. Talk soon.